What's up and welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel. I'm Hillary. I'm Clinton. And uh, we're going to start with a new section that we we started a few weeks ago, which is recommendations. Uh, Every week, we're going to try to give you something that we think you might like, that we like, we personally like, and I hope you like it as well. Uh, So I am going to start. The first thing I'm going to recommend is uh, the Colin Kaepernick miniseries on Netflix. Uh, it's quite a compelling story. Uh, he is a biracial kid. It's kind of it's like the story of his life. Uh, it's called Colin Black and White. Uh, so definitely I recommend that on Netflix. And an oldie but a goodie, uh, it's uh, the Barack Obama movie on Netflix. It's called Barry. Uh, it's also a Netflix original. So if you guys haven't checked that out, uh, it's quite a, it's it's not an oscar winning movie by any means but it gives you some perspective so so that's kind of cool so clinton what do you have um mine's not so prolific although there is a really cool part of this movie i'm going to recommend and i'm going to start my first recommendation off with the movie uh it's the new marvel universe movie shang chi um now not only does this star uh, correct me if i'm wrong a korean canadian actor from kim's convenience who does an amazing job and amazing amazing effects but tiny teeny tiny spoiler alert doesn't wreck the story at all i'm going to recommend it for one scene you're going to see in the movie where um they're on a bus uh they're on a plane and the main character is talking to another chinese woman in the in the show and he's trying to explain his chinese name to her and because she's american uh, she can't pronounce it and i just found this scene to be so subtle and so prolific um because it just highlights that you know americans are americans regardless of their their physical backgrounds and culture she is a chinese person in america who can't pronounce a chinese name because she's Americanized. And it just, I think hopefully it'll do a little bit for race relations in the sense that, you know, Black people, Chinese people, like where you're from and where your family's from and where you've been is a stronger indicator of who you are than what your physical attributes are. So I think they threw that in there that it was really subtle, but I think subconsciously people seeing that, uh, it may break down some racial barriers for for Asian people in, in in the North Americas. I will say, uh, shout out to Simeon Liu. He's actually Chinese-Canadian. Uh, Is he? he? Okay. Yeah, he's Chinese. And he hosted Saturday Night Live, becoming the first Asian-Canadian guy to do so. Uh, he hosted it uh, this Saturday, and he killed it. So shout out to him. It was a really good film. I saw it, and, and it's a really good film. Uh, so, Hillary, what are you, you got any recommendations this week? I'm going to use this moment to actually recommend and announce that tomorrow... The blog will be taken over by Savannah, who was our most recent guest. Um, and so if you check out our blog, but you're tired of listening to my opinion, guess what? We've got new opinions. We've had Clinton write. Um, and this week will be Savannah taking it over as well, which is super exciting. Um, other than that, I feel I the only thing I could think of was like Ontario-based things, and that's not fair to the people who can't make it out here. So Ooh, Ontario. Ooh, Ontario. <laughs> no, that's um, my home. That's my home. So yeah, check out the blog tomorrow. Savannah Thomas, read the one from the week prior, Clinton Davis. And so then by I- the time you may hear this, it tomorrow would be uh November 22nd. It would be two days ago if you're listening to this on Wednesday. No, because we're the 21st right now. Oh, so oh you are thinking ahead to the, you are right, I'm wrong. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, if you're catching this on the day, yes. you release it. 
Yeah, sh- uh, Otherwise, up, just go up. to the website and find the, the blog. Read all the blogs, but particularly read the one by everything Savannah we Thomas. do. <laughs> yeah, so sh- shout out to Savannah. Uh, we check out uh, the interview if you haven't. Also, uh, I will have another recommendation. Actually, uh, check out us and CBC Radio Moncton uh, online. So uh, we were last. Oh my goodness! About yes. school and bullying, uh, bullying and racism in school. Uh, I think it's really important. So check it out. Uh, just go to CBC Listen Information Morning. We were there all week. Uh, so yeah. Um, so that would be if you were to go to CBC Listen, you'd want to find the episodes from the dates from November seventeenth to nineteenth because you might be listening to this a few months down the road, or you can scroll through our Black in the Maritimes page. Did you guys know on Facebook pages you could type in like a search box and you could find certain words within that page, no matter how far back the history goes? Okay, so you just do that. Type in CBC on our Facebook page. And three different, you get to hear three different segments from three different days from all three of us. Yeah, that was a pretty cool. I think uh, I, I think we did a pretty good job just trying to educate people. And shout out to the people that we interview, whether yeah. Clinton's daughter, Kalki Denberg, uh, the teacher. Chris, Christine Babineau Hall, who, who I had to fight the district's bureaucracy to get her to do it. So um, thank you to her. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was definitely it was Amazing. definitely a, a good thing for yeah. us to do uh so yeah that's it uh now let's go to the bullshit hey uh we're just gonna get this over with because we've seen this time many many times before and i i i honestly i watch closely the trial i watched the recaps and i watched the stuff and i kind of knew this was gonna come but you know you don't want to be pessimist and I think this is going to happen with Ahmaud Aubrey as well, uh, but we'll have to seek the trial. Uh, but Kyle Redhouse uh, pleaded not guilty, and the verdict was not guilty on all charges. Uh, Kyle Redhouse was a teen when he went to another state uh, as a vigilante and killed two people. Uh, now he claims it was self-defense, and they believed him. Uh, but the prosecution wasn't that great. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think that was one of the main things that kind of let me believe that he was going to be up free. He was pretty dramatic. Uh, and most of the jurors were white. <laughs> so, um, uh, like, again, I, I, I am not, this is not too surprising because it's not the first time that happens. It's not going to be the last one. Again, I think an all white jurors in the Ahmaud Aubrey case probably is going to happen the same thing. I'm pretty sure we're not yet settled on that, but that smells like that. So, we're going to start with Hillary. What's your thought? What's your take on it? Definitely not surprising. Saw a lot of the like tears and theatrics and everything I saw painted him in the picture that we had discussed months prior of just like good teen boy who's sad, who made a mistake, who deserves a second chance. He's young and full of life and opportunities and possibilities. And it's like, so are the people that were shot dead. So are all of the black teens and kids and people and human beings that are shot dead that you end up depicting as criminals and hoodlums and people who apparently didn't deserve to still be alive. Um, Fidel's completely correct. It's not shocking. It won't be the last time that this happens. Um, I saw a woman say something super moving. Um, I didn't know her. She apparently hosts a talk show and the name is escaping me right now, but essentially saying that like stuff like this makes black people feel like they don't matter in this society. But um, basically saying that we, we matter and we are so powerful that we need to be 
essentially killed to be silenced because we evoke that much emotion and have that much power. And I thought that that was a really good take in saying that we shouldn't give up what the fight is, even though uh, people keep trying to silence racialized people. Um, but the verdict's not a surprise. It's just, it's just disappointing. Um, like, I think we thought that like the Derek Chauvin thing was like, uh, that was like half a win. It was a surprise. This is just bringing us back to reality. You on mute, Fidel? Um, that was well said, Hillary. Uh, regarding the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial, while we're not surprised, it's still angering. Um, yeah, this kid, uh, I don't know if anyone has saw, saw footage from it, but you see the kid and the judge and the prosecutor joking around during parts of the trial, having fun, making light of the situation. And the reality is there's families who are bawling their eyes out at home be and friends because of the two people that were murdered. Um, this kid crossed the state, uh, was carrying a semi-loaded automatic rifle. He got himself involved in very violent protests. If you see the videos of the night that took place, I mean, America was a real war zone during those times. Um, he was being chased down. He was attacked. He let off shots in the people and he ended up murdering people. Was it first degree murder? I don't know. Second degree? I don't know. But I would say like manslaughter and the fact that he got off is just ridiculous. Um, sometimes examples need to be set in America. Uh, and again, I think this was a big dropping of the ball. I know we're talking about a, a person's life, this young man, but sometimes examples need to be set. It needs to be known that you can't just go out and murder people just because they're protesting. That's not how America works. Uh, and to anyone who doesn't disagree with me, um, let's picture January 6th. Let's picture the January 6th riots. Now let's picture a young black man crossing state lines to protect his country going into those January 6th riots. Uh, yeah, maybe getting attacked, harassed, stuff like that, and then murdering two people. How does the court system play out for that trial? I think we all know. Uh, so to anyone who has sympathy for Kyle, uh, you have to always reverse the frame and imagine what would happen if it was... Well, I guess he killed white people, didn't he? I was going to say if it was black people killing white people or black people killing black people, probably it's the same result. Uh, that person's going to jail for a long, 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 long time. And that didn't happen in this case. And it's not surprising, but upsetting. Now, I will say something about this particular thing, um, because, again, I am I'm not numb to it or I'm just uh, I, I just I try to be as objective as I can. Uh, but unfortunately, this is just unfair. Uh, I'll be honest, this is just plainly unfair. However, uh, when we look at the justice system in America, which is kind of like what Clinton says, when we look at the justice system in America and Canada, I'm not going to let Canada off the hook here because uh, Canada is the same. Thank you. Good, good point. You're right. Uh, like, I'm yeah. not, not going to let that off the hook. Uh, there has been numerous cases and you can look them up on the internet of uh there's recently i think one or two years ago of uh two underage women that were abducted by men uh they were raped beaten and even sold like uh you know like that would be child trafficking uh and these women defended themselves and killed it killed this man and they were going to have a life sentence in jail um and the only difference is that this were black and brown women. I think one was Latino 
and the other one was black and they were women and the law was going to throw the book at them. Uh, I think there was a lot of protests. I think people like Rihanna got into the whole thing. Uh, I still got to follow up. I think one got away. I think the Latino woman got free, but I think the other one got sentenced. Uh, Please correct me if I'm wrong on that. And if you look at the data of the court system in the United States, it says that it's a bias against people of color, uh, Latinos, and immigrants. Uh, So I don't think that the system is fair or the American system. The American system is racist and the Canadian system too. Like uh, the, the system is blatantly racist towards people of color. And I want to let everybody that's a, of somebody on color do not think, do not think that the law is going to be fair to you. It's just not. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to be pessimistic. It's just the data is there. The information is there. Uh, there has been numerous studies about this. And do not think that the system is unfair. So uh, well, how comedians says, protect your black ass. Get some empowerment. Get some something to be done. Uh, just because this is, this is just another example of how if somebody is white and gets white jurors and a white judge and a white lawyers, uh, most likely could get away killing people that are protesting for black people or killing black people. But if it's a black or brown person with white jurors, with white lawyers and white judges, I am sorry to say your odds are against you. That's that's just the reality. I, I can't, I, I wish I could say something sweet or nice. Uh, I'm not making this up. I did not create this. It's just there. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's the only thing I, I could say about that. Um, so fuck you, Kyle. Uh, that's all you can say. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna have a life. I think, I mean, if George Zimmerman's still alive and kicking, I don't see how would you do any worse? So, uh, it is what it is. So we're going to move on. So Hillary, what do you got for us? So, I had somebody who like listens to our content and participates in our stuff, mainly through like my social media, who's a father message me asking if I had ever heard of rapper Lil Darky instantly a red flag thought that that was very problematic. This has led me to do a bunch of research, which I will be presenting to the class. Um, and then I will be asking questions because this is, this isn't really about this rapper in terms of um, regionalism, he's from LA, but more so a question about like parenting and how you feel about the use of race in the situation. So Lil Darky, 23 from LA. Apparently his sound is a little bit like Lil Pump and XXXTentacion. Um, his real name is Joshua Hamilton. He's mixed race, um, Indian American, and it does not, I do not know if they're being politically correct and if they mean Indian as in India or if they are not using the word native or aboriginal. Um, uh, and uh, he's also... I forget if I already said this, sorry, mixed race and bisexual. Um, and essentially I shared with you um, in our group chat, the character caricature that he's drawn as his rapper persona, um, which to me looks very much like minstrel blackface, the salt and pepper shakers that I have had to discard from my show until weeks prior um, and does not look like a... Um, 
a, a good representation of black people. Um, so when asked about that, he claims that the character came after an intense acid trip in which he glimpsed at himself in the mirror and saw all of the color drain from his skin. He says any resemblance to any racist caricature is a coincidence and not intentional and essentially claims that like, how could you look at that caricature and see like a black person or anything racist. Um, and then basically saying, if you think that's what a black person look, looks like, I think you are the racist one. You have been ra- brainwashed. That's why I'm doing this. Um, a lot of his art features that black caricature um, doing some horrible things. So for instance, his like hit songs include Holocaust, genocide and drink my piss you nasty slut um and in the cover art for holocaust it's like the black caricature dressed as little nazi soldiers with swastika armbands um and so then people stopped playing some of his music and like allowing it on some of the streaming sites because the art was considered disturbing to which he said, plenty of art is offensive. That doesn't mean it should be censored. I shouldn't have to water down or censor my perspective just to stay on a website. That's when he then cites being mixed race Indian American, but that he doesn't identify with any particular race, saying that race is not real, um, which he tweeted early in January of this year, followed by, fuck you, shut up. I'm really fucking tired of it. So... Basically, after doing like a very mild amount of research, the gentleman who was like, have you heard about this sort of was like, I have taken away my child's like phone. I don't want them to listening to this stuff. Like, I think that this is really disturbing, not only the use of the word darky, but also the like titles of the songs did listen to the song Holocaust. It doesn't I think ever actually referenced genocide. It's sort of more like a weird theme and not outrightly explicit. Um, So I'm presenting this to the two of you. I guess my first question for either one of you, after looking at the caricature, but hearing that he's Indian American and all of this stuff, would you as black men take issue or find it offensive or do you think it is art do you think it's offensive art fidel do you want to go first i mean i had to research this kid uh, i i looked up a, a couple of interviews and uh he studied film and he quit uh college because he said he learned everything he needed about film and he didn't need uh to go to school anymore uh and i basically i worked in the music industry i see what's happening this kid knows exactly what he's doing. He is pushing buttons and he is trying to put edges to get attention. I am not, I'm not against it, to be honest with you, because Art Future did this, Eminem did this. Uh, everybody has done this uh, to get attention, especially if you're an, an independent artist and you're trying to get clout. Uh, I think he, this is all programmed. This is not, uh, made up. This is not coincidence. This is definitely a stunt. Uh, it sounds like a stunt. It seems like a stunt. And he's trying to get attention. Uh, and again, they say any publicity is good publicity, I would say, because if he wasn't doing that, we wouldn't be talking about him. Uh, so again, I, I think two things. One, this is not for me. His audience is not me. 
Uh, it's definitely not what I will listen to, even if he was little whitey or little whatever or little whatever. It's definitely not for me. So I definitely would say he knows what he's doing. It's definitely a publicity stunt. Uh, he's trying to get in the mainstream or he's trying to get popular and, you know, live out of art. And he he's that's his strategy. Um, would his, the kids like it or not? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, uh, if you look at Takashi 69, I'm not a Takashi 69 fan. I, I wouldn't listen to his music, but unfortunately, he got away and he is popular. Whatever the means are, he got popular. Uh, so that's that's all I got to say on it. It's entertainment. And it's it's if we again, I could see why people would find it offensive. But I also think you're you're baiting. It's like you're going fishing. He's he launched the bait and you're picking on it. And it's working. So I can't I can't hate because of something that he did is working. So I, I really can't hate on the kid because unfortunately he knows what he's doing and we're talking about him. Clinton? Yeah, I take a lot of the similar views as Fidel there. Uh, and the only thing I've heard so far that I agree with is his comment that race isn't real. Now, race isn't real, but culture certainly is real. And he is very aware of what he's doing. Um, it's He's using terms like Holocaust, but maybe not referencing the Holocaust. He's having songs about genocide. And he's having something that is very clearly minstrel-based, blackface-looking as a, a mixed person, but not from a notably traditionally Black timeline. And he's putting it out there. And, you know, it's for the clout. Like you just mentioned 6 9 That's exactly what I was going to say. Like this kid obviously falls from the line. He's like one of 6 9s kids, one of his sons, right? He probably grew up on them and he's emulating that kind of shock value style. Now, I've never heard his music before, um, but I imagine he's not as good as the attention that is surrounding him at the moment. And you know what? Because of this conversation, I'm going to give him a couple spins and earn him a penny, which is what everyone else is doing. And that's going to make him money. Like he's clearly very aware of what he's doing and he's utilizing that to get attention in an oversaturated market where it's next to impossible to get any attention to begin with. This comment he made about art to me is ridiculous. Like just because something is shocking or offensive, that doesn't make it artistic. And just because you go out there and throw the word art on it, it doesn't validate what you're doing. Um, so all in all, we, we are giving this kid some attention and that's what he wants. Uh, I'm very curious to hear what he sounds like now, which sucks, but that's the way the human mind works. That's the way our brains are hardwired. And as Fidel said, he is aware of that. So, you know, you can be intelligent and be a complete asshole. And I think that's what he's doing. He's capitalizing on something he knows is going to create a lot of feedback, uh, create a lot of discussion and racial tension, and it's all going to be centered around him. And in the end, he's going to get the bag, regardless of who he gets angry, who supports him. And he's also going to have a huge demographic of people that like that. They like that. I'm not going to call these people sick. And I, when I say this word, I don't mean they're sick, but I mean sick kind of content you know um anarchy death drama violence it's almost like a heavy metal theme and again heavy metal's not all of that either there's some real deep content in heavy metal music but just stereotypically that's what he's going for and it's working for him he'll make some money i don't know how long his career is going to be and then he'll, he'll do something else but last point to say that it's not in 
he was not aware of how offensive it was going to be is a com- complete bullshit. Complete, absolute bullshit. Um, I do want to throw out the question to both of you as well. And Clinton, I'll just start with you because all of this, like, I have never heard of this person. It wasn't even like a TikTok trend. It straight up just came to me because of this dad. You're both dads. You both have children. You find little darky in their phones and you do the research that I did. I'm just curious what your approach is. And I guess I'm interested because... You know, I was I was asked about this as like a black person close to this white dad who wanted to know where how offensive, first of all, being called little darky was. And then obviously my feelings about if this is a black person having these type of uh, song titles before even knowing what the music sounds like or is about. So being black dads. Does that change your approach to seeing the title Little Darky in your in your kid's phone and wondering if they're exploring their blackness? Or do you get on the defensive and want to still shield them from that type of content? Or do you go off and you listen to it and then you you decide? Clinton, go first. I'd ask about who he was. I wouldn't make I wouldn't make a snap decision like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd ask about who he was, get some context, some reference, uh, listen to the music maybe a little bit, and depending like what age what age is my kid? Like, are, are we talking about my five year old or my twenty one year old or my sixteen year old? Right? More so, like your sixteen year old. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the actual child in question well, is like young teen. It's a hard decision that I have to ask myself a lot because even like my 11 year old right she, she has a phone it's it's a diff, it's a weird generation because mm-hmm. you can put all kinds of restrictive blocks on your kids phones if you want and at the end of the day you try to trust them but they have phones and all their friends have phones so they have sleepovers at their friend's house and you know i remember when i was six or seven going to my friend's house and watching a horror movie and i wasn't allowed to watch horror movies so you can only stop them so much i think what is best to have contextual conversations with your kids about these things to help them better process what they are viewing i wouldn't just quickly shut it down and tell a 16 year old you can't listen to that because if i tried to censor what my 16 year old was was looking at i mean You'd have to just take away the phone and the internet. There's there'd be nothing they could look at in 2021 that wouldn't be concerning in some way. Um, you do have to with parenting. You do have to approach every situation with a grain of salt. Just seeing the name wouldn't be enough for me to like put my foot down and be no. And I wouldn't even necessarily try to completely shut it out. But like if a kid was going to make the choice to, and I can't see them doing that, listen to this kind of a rapper um make sure they listen to it with some context and know my opinion that you know this this person is just doing this for the money like this person is full of shit they're they're just doing it for the money they're intentionally trying to cause turmoil and drama and stir up a bunch of commotion because they want to get paid that's the context i put it in for a 16 year old yeah that's fair and i think that's some of the context that maybe not to ascribe and it, but like maybe white parents are missing that sort of lens of how we see when words like that are being thrown around. Fidel, what about you? I would say talk to your kids. Uh, definitely talk to your kids because I mean, first of all, my kids are sick, so no, my kids are <laughs> my kids are like I can't my kids cannot listen to that right now because they're six. I mean, uh, my kids is just one of them is just getting into video games, and I mean, I'm I'm even careful with that. Uh, what type of video games are it goes, but again. Talk to your children. Uh, talk to your children. See what it's like. Have a conversation. Uh, because again, I think this is not for you. I had to learn this with Space Jam. I was watching Space Jam with my kids. I hated the Space Jam movie, the 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 one, the new one with LeBron James. But 
I was thinking, wait a minute, the first one wasn't great either. <laughs> it wasn't a great movie. It wasn't like it was better, but it was for me because I was a Michael Jordan fan and I was a little kid and I used to listen to Chicago Bull. But this one's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. It's for my kids. So I have to talk to my kids. My kid loves LeBron James now, right? I don't think I'm not a LeBron James fan, but it's again, not for me. So talk to your kids because whatever he's serving, it's not for you. He knows who he's serving it with and he knows who he's targeting. Uh, so talk to your kids about it and then you can come up to your own conclusion. Awesome. That was, that was all I really had this week. I was just very surprised that this topic just fell into my lap and I thought it was worth a discussion. Uh, also people like, come on, Eminem, Odd Future, Tyler, the creator, like we've seen this so many times and well, we don't, we, we see not just in rap. In everything. Pop Aussie music. Aussie, Look at Madonna. Aussie Look at Katy Perry. Yeah, the winning like, song, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It, came out. The world's shut down for, for a while. And now it's normal, right? <laughs> and now art does push new boundaries. Our art does, like like comedy, and we're not going to drop Dave Chappelle here, it does force conversation. I know I just did. It, do, it does force conversations that people aren't comfortable having. And that, that bar keeps getting set higher and higher mm-hmm. and higher. Like, look at South Park or Family Guy from the 90s. Like, you, you'd have people protesting in the streets trying to shut that down and now that, that's considered tame by some of the adult cartoons you see coming out nowadays um yeah so sorry to cut you off fidel it's, it's not just pop it's it's pop culture and it's music and you want to finish your thought fidel it's these guys it's, keep it's showbiz he's not the first or the last yeah, yeah it's not gonna be the first or the last i mean we've seen this time and time and over again and again to the common eye that just wants to be entertained he would be shock value mm-hmm. but to somebody that has worked in the industry would know that there are hundreds of thousands of artists coming out every year and you need to come out sometime with something. And unfortunately, whatever your stick is, you will follow that. That That's just the name of the game. I just, I, I think that, and I'm trying to put myself in the other person's perspective, but I think as a, like, middle-aged, middle-class white dad, seeing that in your kid's phone in a year where everybody is trying to be the most woke, maybe instead of, uh, like, I'm assuming being in a household that is not often having these types of conversations because they're like, you don't live around blackness. And if the most conversation that you've had is to be accepting of people, and then you see something in your kid's phone internet, whatever, that could be seen as racist and supporting the Holocaust or the genocide or or a a genocide. I think the, like the knee jerk reaction is to be afraid that you've somehow screwed up and that your kids have either flipped over to the other side or hanging out with kids that are supporting this. And therefore you've started to ingest content It is actually like hateful propaganda instead of just um, rap filled with things to raise clout and be interesting and to like move and shake. And if you're just like some white dude who doesn't know that like rappers are doing this all the time because that is not in your wheelhouse of knowledge, I understand the like immediate panic i guess because when i when like when i heard little darky i was like oh that doesn't sound good but i'm not a parent um i think i would take the approach you two said of being like where did you 
find this, listen to this. What do they sound like? And asking a lot of questions. Um, but I'm also a black person who knows that people do this thing. And that my question was first, just like, is this a black person who's allowed to be saying this? Like, I, I wanted more context. He's as, he's as allowed as people give him the, the thing. That's, that's, that's what it comes. Clinton? And I, I will say kudos to the white dad who yeah. sought out more information regarding this topic. If, he, if he's listening, like, you're talking, you're asking two black dads what they would do about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a white dad talking to their white son. I mean, you really do got to take it in a bit of a different direction. You got to do a bit of research. Like, is it, it's like, you know, is my white kid allowed to say the N word if a rapper says it right? Like, you know, the white dad, he's doing it like before he lets his kid get the little darky t-shirt, <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you should find out how problematic this is. And, you know, like, is his son going to be in any harm himself yes. from listening to rapping the lyrics of or promoting, like posting a picture of this guy on, on his social media? What kind of a lashback could his could a white child have from um, sharing this stuff on social media? Mm-hmm. And how could they possibly be attacked by the public? So yeah, kudos to the father for, for looking into this. Well, we would have different conversations with our kids than you might have with your kid. Uh, this is not an endorsement for you to tell your kid to be like, yeah, <laughs> go, go to the little darky concert and get the hat. And you know, all that stuff. So yeah, it's different perspectives as well. I mean, shout for out sure. for the dad for being a dad. Like, yeah, talk yeah. talk to your kids. Like again, yeah. talk to your kids. I mean, you don't yeah. like when you don't know something. Just talk to your kid like he did, and 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 research, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. Let's do that. Totally All that. Please do that. Yes. So, Clinton, what do you got for us? All right. Okay, we're bringing it back to New Brunswick now with our favorite politician, our boy Blaine Higgs and his government. So the latest in the news for Higgs, uh, this may not be the latest, but it's pretty recent, um, that the Higgs government is now being accused of manipulating the October fiscal update. So the fiscal update came out in on October 13th, and it was late, um, but it projected it should have come out like in august or whatever in july and it it was projecting what they thought the budget revenue was going to be for i believe the first and or second quarter of 2022 now they forecasted an incredibly low amount of revenue only 145 million dollars um less than 30 days later um after the well I'll, I'll, i'll drop that in a second less than about 30 days later when the next update came out It turns out those original numbers were off by, those guesstimates were off by close to $300 million, meaning they actually were being, bringing in way more revenue um, than their apparent report said they were going to. And as it turns out, because the report was late and released on October 13th, Uh, they knew all this information as of September 30th, yet they kept it out of that report. Um, and I'm getting to the, the reason why this is so bad in a second. Uh, when Higgs was elected in 2019, he promised to make his government more transparent by releasing quarterly updates instead of annual updates to the budget uh, to let you know the public know how they were doing. Uh, and they did a pretty good job at that. 
except for this. Now, why, you ask? Well, the accusation is that they knew that the negotiations with the CUPE unions were coming up, and they intentionally withheld information to make their budget look worse to help give them some leverage and a hand up in the negotiations before the strike took place. So um, it seems like, you know, not surprising Um a lot of people are saying they did this on purpose. There were a difference of something like, I mean, it's okay, the budget's going to be off a little bit, you know, in forecasts. But this was off by uh, about $237 million that they only released. And now I guess the negotiations aren't done, even though people are back to work. Uh, they're back to work. They haven't signed a new agreement. They're not done. And they had to release the information. But yeah, so the big accusation is... They hid this information to help them with the negotiations. They're being accused of this. Uh, there's a bit of heat coming down on them right now. And it just seems, what do, what do you both think of that? Uh, let's start with, you uh, mean, Fidel. I mean, do you expect anything else from a conservative government or a New Brunswick government at all? I mean, Blaine Higgs is an old white politician and politicians lie and they, uh, um, like Blaine Hicks said something in his first campaign when he was facing Brian Gallant, saying that Brian Gallant has failed small, the, the liberals failed small businesses. And Blaine Hicks was, when the pandemic was hit, he did not want to give any type of money to small businesses. He waited for the federal government to act. Then he brings the government gave money months after the federal government gave money to small businesses and it a lot of people didn't even know about it they did an announcement they did like a little thing they didn't even and it was it was more difficult than the federal government the federal government was easy for small businesses just to get some money for the new Brunswick government to give some money it was ridiculously hard blaine higgs lies he lies a lot he took advantage of something that he was lucky because if you see the cases of covid right now they're skyrocketing in new brunswick uh, he took advantage of that, got a majority government, not by much. I think we need to hell accountable our politicians, know exactly what they're doing and call them out about it. Uh, again, uh, Blaine Higgs, the, any conservative politician, any liberal politician uh, that will want to get votes and will want to just tell you what you want to hear, they will do that unless you hold them accountable for that. And I forget the last premier of the conservative government before Brian Glant. I don't remember his name right now. He only lasted one term and he lied a lot. He said a lot of bullshit and a lot of them say a lot of bullshit. So uh, I I think that the thing with New Brunswick is that we are stuck behind. We are behind uh, on a whole lot of issues. And that's because people are used to getting this old school politics and that's why things don't change fast here. That That is the reality of it. What do you think, Hillary? Is this a coincidence? Is this a coincidence that they they knew about the money, didn't report it in the report, withheld it in advance of the CEP negotiations? Do you think they're lying or do you think this is just a, kind of the way that just happened to come out late and oops? As much as I'd like to say that he's so old that not only does he think five cents <laughs> is fair, that he maybe just like couldn't see the date. He just, you know, his eyesight's so bad, but I'm going to blame Higgs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he totally fucked up. This is like such a disaster. The whole province is such a mess. I fully believe that this is on purpose. Um, 
I've heard that I think that the teachers are also up for negotiations this year with the government. And so um, I don't know how it's going to continue to go down. (laughs) Um, I just feel like New Brunswick is currently a dumpster fire over in the distance and it's not getting any better. But I don't think that this is a coincidence at all. I think he continues to try to cut corners and lie about money to not give out money. But I I don't I'm not going to say that maybe I'm stupid because uh, I'm not, but I just save money for what not give these people for money for what and cut corners for what? Like, I just don't understand where he's trying to put the money that it can't go to the people who deserve fair wages or the regular people who deserve to have a higher minimum wage. I just don't understand. It's not really like Blaine himself can take all this money. And unfortunately when he dies, Sooner rather than goddamn later, he doesn't get to take it to hell with him, and neither do the Irvings. So, what if you just gave people the money that they deserve? Stop lying in your fucking report. Stop waiting a million months to give people their commissioner against systemic racism and did your job on time instead of moving dates and numbers and reporting. Like, do you need another accountant? Do you need another admin manager? Maybe you should post another job. Blame. I have never hated a person more and I've been assaulted. I hate Blaine Hanks. He's number one on my list. I hate him. That's all. I, I mean, that... a... it's fair. Hate is a terrible, it's a, it's a hard word to say. I mean, like if I saw him in the street, I don't think it would go down well. And everyone else I have like gone through therapy and I can walk past them. Blaine's on my list. He's my number one target. All right. Y'all heard it first. It's going to be Hillary. Didn't we do, didn't we do this already like a, lo- a long time ago? Hillary versus Blaine Higgs. We're selling tickets. Uh, you can get them on Facebook. The Throwdown in Fred Fredericton. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to get to Fredericton. I just... I just think we you get what you vote for. And and again, that's why voting is so important. And that's why issues are so important, because these people have the ability to change our daily lives. New Brunswick has been mismanaged for so long and it is still being mismanaged. And it is a problem that if the people are not aware of what's happening, we are one of the poorest provinces. And there's a lot of issues that has been facing us for years with both governments and we have never had a different government. We haven't tried anything new. Not that I'm saying that the NDP or the Greens are going to be any better. However, <laughs> we have not changed the way that politics are in this province. There's no diversity. Uh, there's no new ideas. Everybody says the same thing. Jobs. We're going to put uh, give more jobs. We're going to give more jobs. We're going to get more jobs. We're going to bl- we're going to lower the deficit. Like people even know what the deficit even means. I know a lot of people that are listening to this don't know what the deficit is, what the amount is, and what the repercussions are, which I can tell you right now, we've been living in a deficit forever and nothing has happened. And even if we lower the deficit, you know what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing, because that is not the root of the issue. Uh, Again, you get what you vote for. So I think we should not hate Blaine Higgs. We should hate the system that we're in and we should hate the parliament that we have because he needs a parliament to do this it's not like he can just do it himself but we gave him a majority right so i don't i don't think he is the problem i think the system is the problem I, i just see it in like i don't disagree I also hate the people who voted for him. I'm sorry. Let me just be clear. I sort of hate them too. 
but I, I think that it's, I don't know if it's something we've discussed several times, which is like, I don't know if it's that like a certain group of people can't vote, if it's minority people not understanding voting or why it's so important, if it's people not engaging in politics, like there seems to, it, and I don't know if it's also because we tend to live in silos of knowledge. And unless you go out and you search for the other opinions, you believe everyone is on your side. But I always feel like everybody I know is as outraged about everything going on in New Brunswick. And yet these people that go against what all the people I know stand for end up being consistently in power. So somewhere along the wa- line, people are voting for him and people have no right to complain. Like they, these people are not complaining about this. They're not the people who are fighting for the CUP or who agree with the strike or who are as upset about what's going on. Apparently the majority is with Blaine and on the other side. Like I don't see people on Facebook suddenly being like, you know what? I was wrong. I voted for him and I see that this is being mismanaged. And next time I'm going to vote in a different way. Everyone seems to be doubling down on who they've chosen this dummy i don't see anyone switching sides switching teams and i don't want to be um i want to say this in a kind way but i don't see that boomer generation giving up their voting abilities or passing away so they're they keep electing these people as old as them who uphold these same archaic values it's hard to ask for diversity to be brought in when I don't know that the numbers would really support them because people keep saying they want change, but the numbers still show that it's an old racist system and an old racist group of people supporting that system anyway. I am, you're right. I, I am curious to know how many people in the CUPE unions voted for Higgs and how they feel about him now. I wonder if even before this report came out, I wonder if they regret it at all or if they're going to change, make their their choices different uh, in three or four years from now with the next election. Uh, I feel like there is probably a large percentage of people in the CUPE, and I I, I think they sh- should get what they are asking for and, and they deserve. Um, I, bet, I bet there is a large population within that group that voted for him and now are, are second-guessing themselves, whether they come out and say it or not. Um, I would say that it doesn't really matter because it's either going to be liberal or conservatives. That's what New Brunswick has been uh, for the existence of the province. Uh, I think the main problem is that we don't know. And I'll say an example. The amount of people that blame the mayor of Moncton for things that don't have to do anything <laughs> with City Hall and the amount of people that blame Blaine Higgs for something that has nothing to do with provincial government but City Hall, it is astounding. It's people don't understand what their politician is there for. Uh, you need to, again, I said this before, if you want to lower the balance, you have to, Blame Hanks only has a majority by one MP. That's it. That's, he has a majority by one person. If anybody flips, any politician flips <clears throat> to another side, jumps ships to the liberals, stays independent, goes to the greens, goes to whatever, Blaine Hicks automatically loses his majority. That means you can call an election if he doesn't get a vote of confidence. But a lot of people don't know that. 
So who are we targeting? Hillary, well, I know you want to say something, but you, you said this before, Fidel. Okay, so who are we targeting, and not in a violent way, who are we targeting? If any listeners out there, if you know any conservatives who are in power, who are, you know, maybe on the verge of switching or flipping, you know, can we, can we start a camp, reach out to us? Can we start a campaign? Can we convince someone to step down? Who, who are we, who's that one person in the province we have to find and get them to cross the floor uh, and t- turn all this around? Is that, what, is that what you were going to say? I, I would say, again, I would say it will be somebody from a small uh, district, probably a small town, uh, somebody that has a lot to lose. And yeah, that could be done. Again, That that is as easy as it gets, but people don't understand that. People don't get that. Go ahead. Several thoughts as the person who grew up in New Brunswick, but also like I'm sure that Clinton can corroborate what I'm saying as having grown up in Toronto. Politics aren't taught in school. Like until speaking with the two of you, I had no idea. Like I wouldn't necessarily know when to blame Blaine and for when to blame Don. <laughs> like, like they're not, it is not taught so that people do not have knowledge, so that people do not have power, so that the people in power stay in power. Like the New Brunswick school systems aren't out there saying like, this is when you want to call your municipality. This is when you want to call the province. This is what policy should look like. This is basic political knowledge. They're not doing that. Second, I was going to say what Clinton said about where's the black in the Maritimes campaign saying, get your MP to switch. But also that person's going to get shot by the Irvings. I don't think they should do that. I don't think it's in anyone's best interest to go against the Irvings. So I don't want to say to anybody, you know what you should do for the betterment of the CUPE, minimum wage, the pandemic, every racialized person in the province, the good of the New Brunswick society. Hospitals, switch. healthcare system. Yes. Overnight emergency. But that, uh, they, Black they, people, they, indigenous people. I, I, <laughs> Hold on, sorry for that. Can I throw in one more thing? And then I'll give it all back to you. Yeah, to you. I'm out of fingers. Thanks for seconding my first, Hillary. I'm going to first you a second, if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, and I've said, I say this all the time, and I think you guys say it too. Fidel, a lot of people don't know about politics because they don't want us to know about politics. We know we, we know our numbers, we know our colors, we know all the things they taught us, except for French, if you grew up in Ontario. Um, but we don't, why do we know anything about politics? Why do you graduate grade 12? And unless you took like that elective in which you focus on politics, why is this not general knowledge by grade five? Kids, kids eight years old can understand this stuff insanely easy. Why isn't this a part of every Canadian citizen's upbringing to just understand the political system? It's not an overly complicated system once once you learn it. It's far from as complicated as algebra or something like that, or chemistry. <laughs> you could teach kids about political systems starting probably at the age of seven and have them experts by the time they're 11 or 12. But they do not want that because that would shift the balance of power and yeah. power never relinquishes power easily mm-hmm. and without a fight. So if you're up the top and you've been at the top for hundreds of years, why would you do anything to increase the chances of your your future generations losing that same power? They can't even decide on how to teach languages in New Brunswick and have been flip-flopping my entire life. They're not about to be like, this is what all the parties can do. Anyway, sorry, but, go ahead. But, but that, that is a bigger subject because, I mean, that, the same thing, they don't teach you about rent, they don't teach you about bank account interest. No. Uh, they don't teach you about same credit. Thing. They don't teach you about Same loans. reason. They same don't teach reason. you about, you know, 
housekeeping, nothing that you will actually get into real life. So the the, the education yeah. thing is a bigger subject than than just politics, I would say. But yeah. I will say this: I think going back to Hillary, I think we give the Irvings too much credit. Uh, the Irvings are a big ass family. They're divided, uh, and also the thing about it is there are certain sectors that even that don't interest some places like for example healthcare is something that it is divided in two separate languages uh no matter how you want to put it in a, in, a, in a certain interest it is ridiculous that they're not interconnected with each other and you know what that is that doesn't have to do anything with the Arabs. doesn't have to do anything that is just bureaucracy it's just plain bureaucracy and what we want to understand is is that if we believe and if it's true that certain economic groups have a higher interest and a higher power than us then we as people should make sure that there's something that's transparent about it uh we should be able and we are able to give public records just like the cbc does just like ctb does to know what exactly is happening with our tax money. Where is this tax money coming from? Where is this tax money going? Where is this tax money? And again, and if we as people want to put more transparency because we believe that economic groups have a higher interest than us and more influence than us, we should advocate for more transparency in our government. Uh, and again, it is something that it's not going to happen if people don't push for that. But I also think that it is easy for us to blame it on higher corporations when we have the ability to actually tell, well, if we think that is true or if we know that is true, we should be able to see what the fuck is going on. Yeah, right. but oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that I, I think that part of the problem there is like not only the people not knowing where to start, which comes from part of the education system, but our society has been built in such a way that we are like slaves to our job who are tired, almost too tired to spend time with our families to do the things that we like and love. Who is going to take the time out of their day to be like, excuse me? Hi, I'd like to know where my tax money is going. And I want transparent records because if they don't feel like other people care or are with them, or that there's a movement to really learn about it, look into it, investigate. They want to spend their precious hours of their day living the little bit of life that they're allowed uh, out of the 80 average years we have. When you spend 60 of it, like fucking working to put money into the Irving's pocket, like no one has the time to go and investigate because the system is fucked. Also, I just think it would be really hilarious not actually but just imagine someone from like rogersville who flips and they go to get gas and then they can never get gas again because they <laughs> flip. that's what i'm imagining it's like oh you're that asshole go get gas somewhere else gotta go again, to quebec <laughs> you, you will you say it but it, it's as simple as that it's as simple as a small town guy that lives in his house that he needs to want peace and quiet he would just flip for his basic value. but again you know what? And then you're blacklisted no from gasoline. Paper, no no gas. You want to get your newspapers? Got to go to Nova Scotia. Well, you're right. But you are right in a thing. I think there's a lot of organizations. Uh, again, if you're interested, check organizations like Transparency NB, NB Media Co-op, Grassroots NB. There is a lot of organizations in our province uh, that I would say that we are not the best province at communicating. But there are organizations that are fighting for this. 
And if you are interested, uh, please reach out to those people on how you can help. Uh, because again, if you want a better province, it's not going to be up to these politicians. The, I don't care if you're green. I don't care if you're uh, if you're NDP. I don't care if you're liberal. I don't care if you're conservative. I don't think, and this is my personal opinion, because you you won't change 60, 70 years, 80 years of bureaucracy in five or six or seven years, no matter what party you belong to. And and that's just the reality of it. Uh, so again, it's up to the people to find out and it's up to do what's best in your interests of you and your community. Uh, that's that's all I could say about that. So uh, we're not going to say too much long. I think we gave people a good hour and some change. Uh, so uh, you guys have anything else to say? Just once again, I'm Clinton Davis. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, through the Black the Maritimes feeds and stuff like that. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hillary Cropberry on all social media. Um, we currently have a TikTok that's at like 200,000 views. Go check it out. We're bumping mm-hmm. all over again. Um, also, like Blaine Higgs, if you're listening, please let me into the province. We know so you listen see. to every episode. <laughs> Hell no, he's not listening. <laughs> Hell no, he's not. I don't think he knows what a podcast is. That's a, <laughs> Someone puts it on for him and he thinks it's part of CBC uh, 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 radio. Something to do with farming. Farming yeah. a pod. Like, it's like think a bean. I, you put the beans in the pod in the ground. I think he puts the radio and he's lucky that he does that. Cast some sunlight on it. Yeah, definitely. You get a beanstalk. Blaine Hicks does anything that. But yeah, uh, please uh, go to I, our I, soap. I don't think Hillary was done. I'm trying to say, Blaine, if you're listening, let me into the province and don't take my my hay. I want to go fight you in the streets. Literally, I have noodle arms. I'm a race. I would get arrested. It's fine. I just want to be able to go see my mom. I just wanted to clear that up because who knows who's listening, who's going to be like, hey, Blaine, this girl in Ontario uttering terrorist threats to like fight you over five cents. And I don't want that to happen. Crop area on social media. Follow us everywhere. Thank you. Sorry. Go ahead, Fidel. And some, some of our racist fans are going to just clip this thing and, and just put that because, you know, we got racist haters on this podcast. Oh, the okay, ones... They're giving us the spins. They're giving us the yeah. plays. Yes, the Please. LGBTQ victim wants to fight playing in the street. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we, we got those. So, anyways, uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, donate to us on Patreon or PayPal. Uh like, comment, subscribe, uh, give us a rating, uh, follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, you know, Facebook, Twitter at Black in the Maritimes. And uh, we're going to come up with some good stuff on it. Um, basically, I'm working on it because I'm getting back on top of things. So cool things are coming. Uh, just hopefully we'll get it by the beginning of next year or the end of this year. We'll see. I'm working on it. So it's, it's got to get there. Peace out. Check, check out the Peace. blog. Bye. <laughs>